Welcome to Ripstop on the Record, a podcast where fabric enthusiasts and DIY gurus discuss all things make your own gear, with the occasional poor attempt at comedy to keep it interesting. I'm Kyle Baker, the owner and founder of Ripstop by the Roll, and we're excited to have you listening. Hey everybody, welcome to a pod special of Ripstop on the Record. Uh, we are joined here with Livio and Jennifer of Almonds Right. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you guys. Thank you for having us here. Yeah, we're excited. Absolutely. So Avery and I are coming here from Ripstop HQ in Durham, North Carolina. Where are you all joining us from? The Bronx. The Bronx, New York. The X. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, they're awesome. just in New York City. I don't know. The X. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we love it. Well, it uh, it's a small way just to show how how big this DIY community is, and especially from a place like the Bronx, where I don't think a lot of people would immediately think of outdoor equipment. No, probably <laughs> <Really> not. <laughs> yeah, story of my life, the unlikely places. So, I love it. That is a great place to start. So we have a couple of different sections that we want to that we want to tackle. First, to which the your company, so Almonds Right. You have a really unique name. Can you tell us what that name means, or or, or how did you come up with that? Yeah, um, it's the direct English translation of the uh, the Swedish law, Almansratten. Almansratten. Yeah. <laughs> um, she said, um, and. Uh, you know, it's the public uh, right to access to uh, private land, which I thought was incredible. And and uh, and Jennifer could attest to it, and, and, and I can too, except that, you know, she grew up with it, and I was just a serial trespasser, you know? I, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I grew up in, like, the countryside, and, and I just wandered people's property. You know, if you had a backyard, and it was between where I had to go and me, in DR or yeah, yeah. I mean I did it in New Jersey too. But <laughs> <laughs> My point is that like you know I grew up with like no boundaries uh, yeah. as far as where I could roam in a really small town where everyone knew everyone. So like, um, so if you trespassed and you did something wrong, um, you know you, your grandmother would wait for you with like. Hmm lashes or something right? <laughs> um but basically you know the neighbors complaint so like you know the law really just appealed to me because now i'm seeing it applied like countrywide you know and, mm -hmm. and 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 jen could probably tell you like how important that was for her uh growing up and 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 and, and how that connected her to nature yeah so definitely it's a big part of uh, swedish uh culture just being outdoors um, and enjoying nature and going mushroom picking and uh, blueberry picking. It's, you know, it's like a free for all. You can go anywhere. It doesn't matter whose property it is. Yeah. And I, I think it, it, when that's the concept, like, I, I think that it's not so much about recreation and outdoors and there's, an, and it's not so much defined. It's just, just being right. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I mean, I grew up like, you know, cooking outdoors and, and I'd fall asleep in my grandmother's yard, you know, and, and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, and there, there was no clear, like, you know, I swam in the rivers and there was no clear, like, definition, like, this is outdoor recreation and, and you know, mm -hmm. this is just you enjoying the space around you. And I think that, like, um, you know, when we've, when we've 
define when we put so many borders around like like uh, outdoor spaces and, and i think that that kind of just like uh just compartmentalizes just being outdoors you know and and so it even allows for the term to to exist you know yeah that's a really interesting point and i so to compare it to what people are used to in America with, with there being a lot of private land, is it, yeah. is it right in saying that there's a pretty clear di- uh, or a lack of differentiation in other countries where it's not private land versus public land versus kind of yours versus mine, where it's just land that people are able to use? Is that, is that the right assumption? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. of course, there's, there's uh, some guidelines and rules, you know, when I, when I speak about Alamancet and we with maybe people in this country, they're like, oh, well, okay, so I can pitch a tent in someone's backyard. And I'm like, no, not quite, because there's some, you know, just common sense rule, yeah, like yeah. you wouldn't want to do that and you don't want to like hike through someone's backyard or, you know, or close to someone's uh, home, you know, sure. you definitely want to be respectful. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. um, you, you, can, you can go wherever. You can hike, put your tent, you know, of course, following those guidelines. Yeah. And, and, as, and as for like the name, um, we didn't really want anything that would like define what it is we make or what it sure. is we're creating. Um, so, and, and also just go away from like naming it after a, a place or, or something different or an action, you know, more like an ideology and, you know, mm-hmm. just to, just to keep it open as to what it is that's coming out of, uh, out of this little company we we consider ourselves more studio than anything so (laughs) well i think your name is definitely it's eye-catching and it's catching on and we saw that you guys hit over a thousand followers on instagram which is such a big deal especially for small companies because especially just we're growing organically online on social media it's not how it used to be four years ago. Like it's just not as natural and organic. So having a thousand followers and people who are really dedicated to what you're making and interested in what you guys are doing, I, I think that's awesome. So I know that we're really excited for you, um, both of you. And clearly we found you on Instagram, just using our <laughs> hashtags, like shouting us out. And yeah. we, really, we appreciate that. But I was going to go into our next question, but I'm kind of curious um, who. Who were both of you before Almonds Right? What were you doing before? Maybe a little bit more of your background or, and kind of how you got into this. Yeah, um, I'm an industrial designer, you know, trained on, and, uh, and, and as soon as I started backpacking, you know, making my own gear just really happened at exactly the same time. I just, I just, I just naturally want to make everything I own. So, <laughs> so that was for me, like almost, almost ready to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so bad at talking about myself. <laughs> but I just kind of tagged along to help uh, Livio out because it's hard to do it, to start a business by all by yourself, uh, to do it all. And, um, you know, we both have day jobs still. So, but my day job is very like operational. I, I hold a leadership role. So I'm kind of like, I have some skills there that I can flex a little bit and help him out with. So I was like, this is just like a natural combo. Like you're the maker, you're the designer, the creative. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit creative, but I'm not as creative, Very creative. not as creative as you. So, and I'm good at the, the more like administrative stuff. So um, that's kind of like my background and what I'm doing before and currently and, and helping him out. 
for the for the small business as well. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think a lot of times when people see other people on social media, they just think that's what that they're doing twenty four seven. So it's good no to know way. that no <laughs> you guys no are balancing way. building this brand and also like just yeah, still doing your daytime stuff and doing this on the side. So yeah. I think that speaks volumes um, to what you're doing and how you're producing and the quality of everything that's coming out is remarkable. So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. It's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely nonstop right now, but it's, oh, yeah. it's a lot of hard work, but it's, it's a lot of yeah. fun. I just want to go hiking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, hear, actually, I hear that a lot. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. I was gonna say, it's funny you say that. I feel like a lot of people mention that when they get into this, they're like, Oh, I'm going to make gear so I can more easily go hike. Cause I'll have this stuff instead of having to mm -hmm. save up for it or not have it and not use it. And then, uh, for instance, Carter, I mentioned this on one of the last podcasts. Uh, I was like, you know, I spend a lot more time in a recreational hammock than I ever do actually in a backcountry hammock. He's like, isn't that everybody though? Like we make this sick backpack and then like, oh man, one day I'll get to use this. And a year later, you still haven't used it. <laughs> yeah. Livio, mm -hmm. tell me about your early uh, sewing experiences. How did you get into it? I mean, in a lot of ways, sewing is uh, a little bit of a lost art form in a way where not everybody does that anymore. What, what brought you to sewing and why did you start it? Um, I got, I got my first sewing machine, um, which is like the most plasticky thing in the world. <laughs> like you switch on the light and you can see the inner working, like <laughs> that kind of machine. Yes. Um, like you put one stitch and it hops, you know, like one of those. <laughs> um, so I got one of those super cheap and like second, second hand, uh, 30 bucks, um, a month after my first like overnight trip. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I found out that people were making gear. So I was like, I'm in, you know, yeah. and I've always been a maker. I've, oh my God. I've, I've had my hand in like a lot, you know, sure. he makes uh, everything. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't know how to make it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so, it, it, and so that's what I did. Just started doing my research, you know, uh, making my own pack, hacking packs, um, just learning, you know, just like uh, learning from the community, seeing what everyone's doing and techniques and just like, constantly studying i would say and mm -hmm. and paying close attention and and so i've only had two two years and change uh okay sewing wow but, you know a whole lifetime making yeah. you know sure yeah but you definitely go from singer so now we have a yeah. industrial machine <laughs> but we've definitely upgraded yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> you got to get good, right, over time. Yeah. Like, you'd hope anyway, right? You know, you're, you're just still churning but out. I, you're just still churning out ultralight backpacks on the plastic singer, right? No, 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 no way, <laughs> no kidding. way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, yeah, my first pack for sure, for sure, my first pack, and and that thing held up, but no um <laughs> you know when people when people are, are trusting us with their with their money and their yeah. wait time i think they deserve at least like a pretty decent top stitch you know yeah. um, <laughs> so great for that. That that's awesome. great um i saw your your evolution of backpacks on instagram your first <laughs> one and second and With i Frank think there and was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think there were four so I mean, maybe you didn't just hop right into sewing backpacks, but did you have like, what was your first Almonds Right product that you were sewing and making? Um, 
the first one we started selling, I think it was the cross bag, um, which which definitely credit to you guys because that that came about from a what a ZBP uh, kit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, yeah. So like my very the second time I ever made one of those kits, I just added like loops and then strung it up, and I was like, "This is a bag." You know, this is now a cross bag. And, nice. uh, yeah, and, I, and I've and i used those for, for, like, two years and change. I, you know, I, I went to, like, the Collegiate Loop in Colorado with, like, one of my little, little cross bag. <laughs> it was, like, a single string. And um, and eventually just designed, like, a, a better version of that, you know, just as an alternative to, like, a fanny pack, you know, because, <laughs> truth be told, I've done the fanny pack thing, you know what I'm saying? But, like... <laughs> Sometimes, like, I have a belly, so, like, that stuff is, like, more there, you know, and I want it less there, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, I went with a crossbody bag, you know. <laughs> Just more uh, out of I the way. That, yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, it really shows what a visionary you are, that you took one of our ZPP kits, and you're like, I'm going to add a string, and, like, all these things, and just, like, make it your own, but I think, some there are definitely people that have taken our kits and turned them into something else um so i think that's really interesting that it's not just like we are obviously supplying a kit and you can make it the way that the instructions say but uh it's really cool to like do it your own and that's all what like making your own gear and diying is about is to do it like to your exact specs and the exact way that you want it and that's why people are creating their gear versus going to like rei or Someone sure. to find these things so that's really nice yeah. and i gotta say like you know credit to you guys and your website because um i could frankly say that if it wasn't for your services it, it'd be a lot harder for me to to make that to, to be where i'm at really because mm -hmm. you know just like it gave like your website uh how it's really useful and it gave me the confidence to like really want to try new materials and like try something out and 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 seeing uh, the other projects that people put up there, it, it was really dope. So like, thanks and kudos to you guys for like really building a community around like making that that I think that really like demystifies it. And, and like for a complete uh, novice that doesn't even know the, the first, like what's rift out versus like X-Pack or just like polyester versus nylon, you know, like it was super useful for real. <laughs> so I tag you guys and all that and I'm like, showing uh, like blasting you guys but that's really truly because i'm thankful for you guys you know it's so, like 100 percent. No, those those words mean a lot because it's not every day that someone tells us our website is great so <laughs> we're no, totally sure. always just, trying to make it better <laughs> no i cannot imagine you i mean probably in the beginning i don't know what it looked like years ago but i could not imagine anyone has any complaints and if they do send them to your competitors <laughs> let, them, <laughs> let them judge there <laughs> No, that that means the world. Yeah. I mean, we uh, we definitely see marketing as a way to educate and not necessarily just to sell. So that means the world to hear that, and that's definitely what we want to keep planning on doing. So thanks for saying that. Of course. What uh? So you've worked with a lot now in the way of of, of fabrics and materials. What is your favorite fabric to work with, and what is maybe one that you would you know maybe like not to ever work with? <laughs> oh, um. I don't know. This was this was tough, right? Because a fabric that folds like paper and will hold a fold is like that is that is gold, you know. But also a 
fabric like ripstop that basically would give you like a grid to like measure by. <laughs> it's so kind true. of awesome. <laughs> it's like drawing on a, on like on like square paper, you know, like grid paper. It's fantastic. So like, oh no, that one's tough. But uh, favorite material is definitely that. I'm so basic. It's Dyneema. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm super basic. It's Dyneema, but there's a reason. You know, it's like. Absolutely. No, I know what you mean. That's it can't it can't be basic if it's one of the best out there, right? Yeah, but I mean when the best it's like uh you know when the best becomes the standard then like basic. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I uh it's funny that you mentioned the the cuttings. I've been working on, you know, Christmas presents for people and when you start measuring it out and you're like, is this actually a straight line? I'm not entirely sure. And you just like look down the line, you're like, Oh, it is nice. <laughs> I'm all set. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It exactly. reminds me like, of when you have the Christmas paper and on the back side is the grid of the Christmas oh, paper. Yeah. And you're like, sweet. <laughs> Makes it a lot exactly. more easier to cut. <laughs> exactly. Uh, disclaimer, guys, I don't go by that. I measure very carefully, pattern out very carefully also. <laughs> but starting out, that was definitely an advantage to have. And I'm just saying, when you're trying to figure out inch right away, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably a good disclaimer. For, for anybody yeah, yeah, that's yeah. wondering, especially new people, what do you use to measure and cut? Like I'll use a speed square just for like woodworking because it has the right angle. But what what's your technique for measuring stuff out? I'm hella old school. I keep three size rulers and like, you know, an appropriate color pencil for like the color <laughs> I'm writing on. And, then, <laughs> and scissors, you know, I tape, I, I have to tape up my fingers because like it's just straight up. Yeah, I bent. I uh, like every time I tried using the wheel. I, 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 I don't know. I don't trust it to cut enough. I guess I'm just going way too hard. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Scissors do it. Perfect. <laughs> too easy. Keep it. Keep it old school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have a small space to work on, but we make it work here in the Bronx <laughs> with the cutting and the, you know. I get that. I can kind of see like you're in your workshop now, but maybe your kitchen is behind you. So yeah, <laughs> that all makes yeah, sense. It's like our front door. Oh, nice. We hang up. <laughs> this is like a, a mask station. It's just like a bunch of masks. Here's more. This nice. Is <laughs> I love that you guys are just like making do with what you have. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you were first um, beginning and learning to sew and using, uh, I'm sure a lot of the online community, Reddit and MYOG and Instagram and there's Facebook groups, but um, I think a lot of people now are inspired by what you're doing. And I think you are encouraging a lot more people to start sewing because you're very open with your process and showing here, this is a really shitty backpack I made four years ago, but it was great then. And this is the evolution and things like that. So who, who was inspiring you or who inspired you or who are you looking to um, that kind of gave you the confidence to want to make your own gear? Was there a specific brand or a specific person? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kanye West and Virgil Abloh. Yeah. Nice. No lie. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> Just can't be it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want. <laughs> okay. No, I love that. He's a visionary. No, uh, <laughs> and I know Kenny West. Yeah. The guy who took his job. <laughs> um. Yeah, those guys. Um. But like, if if you know if 
the, the companies that inspire me in the community for sure is gotta be shout out to Yama Mountain Gear. I think I've looked a lot of their stuff and like, you know, and just like, I think the quality and playfulness also with the little penguin thing is really dope. And I think that like, like he takes, he takes his craft very seriously, but like, and I got the same vibe, like he's honest about it and like, uh, and, and all that from that. So they've always been a huge inspiration for me and other like, um, I would say, like fashion too. <laughs> Look at like a, a lot of like fashion brands, like uh, like um, uh, what is eighty six South? And one and Wander is one of them too. There's uh, a lot of like the Japanese fashion brands and and uh, Capital and and how they always just like I, they hearken to like older stuff and newer stuff and i just thought it was cool because they're small too you know and, and it just started out of nowhere just started making stuff and 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 they're outdoor related and and it really showed me that like how far you can push just uh the outdoor scene you know because they're now they're in high fashion and, and they always push me to want to do more you know like like take this beyond just like the small cottage like industry you know like like really foster uh an outdoor lifestyle where like it's beyond hiking you know it's just like it's like incorporating every like every, just everything about it like if you like i want you to have 10 steaks in your in your uh in your spoon drawer you know like i just want it to be fully integrated into your life that sort of stuff you know i want it to be fashion for you you know just like everything you do it's really cool to seems like a strong sense of kind of intersectionality there of uh, a piece not necessarily being it, it it sort of relates to what you're saying earlier about they're not necessarily being outdoor recreation versus what you were normally doing how they were generally intermingled and uh it sounds like that's even that's similar to what you're saying with the design as well where it's not just an outdoor pack it's like this is a backpack that can be used outdoors but it also is useful in general uh, for normal day life yeah like i've used i've used my my cross bag uh more in the city than I've done in the outdoor, you know, and, like, and, and our, our gear now is, is, uh, is very like, you know, it's, it's, isn't like, I'm, I want to say I'm part like design wise with like the, the, the other gear out there, but we're looking to start mixing it more with like city living also, and just like, just an overall lifestyle thing. That's really cool. So because you're uh, so interested, it seems like in fabric and also uh, fashion, do you guys have any plans to do any outerwear or any type of clothing wear? <laughs> Maybe. I don't have to say either. You can just give us a wink and leave it at that. <laughs> I know that like personally, and I know we've talked about this on other uh, podcasts as well, but it's just something that I definitely think the DIYers can hack. They're making these really elaborate backpacks. And I'm like, come on, if you can make that, you could make like a really sick rain jacket or just something innovative. It seems a lot of people are making gear and not a lot of clothes um, other than like maybe enlightened equipment or somewhere along that lines where they have the, the wind jacket. Um, but people seem to be kind of stuck in their gear niche. So it's just curious to see if you guys had any clothing items coming down the pipeline. But 
we'll leave that up. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like like uh, if, like like with the name earlier, we don't. I I want to make at least one of each, you know. One of everything. That's the goal, I think. And like of everything one carries, I want one of each. <laughs> That's really cool. You learn, uh, you learn such different things and you take on different challenges. Like I think, I know people that like to do different sports They learn about the natural world in different ways and you do different things. And you, uh, I'm terrified to try clothing. I'm very interested in it. But at the same time, it's it's a whole, it feels like a different mm-hmm. skill and a different technique base and then gear or backpacks do even. So kudos to you for even uh, daring those waters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've always been Maybe. I'm not saying you are. Yeah, if, if you I were to, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, shoot, I always, I take pride in like, in like, uh, <laughs> I take pride in like not, not having like, not knowing any better and, and like being okay with that. So like, just trying anything really, you know, if I, if you don't know it, you'll learn it, you know, and, and if other people do it, it can't be that difficult. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good, that's a great attitude there. Yeah. Just take a step, right. Yeah. I mean, I've been places I have no business and I've always came out stronger from being, you know, from doing that. So. Look, you know, touching, I think that's a, that's a, pretty good segue to my, to my next question. Earlier, you mentioned being in places that you you don't belong potentially just or, or mixing different areas that people wouldn't expect you in rather. It's probably a better way to say it. As, as a person of color, as a person in the Bronx, uh, a lot of people wouldn't put together ultralight backpacks in, in those categories. Um, with your experience, what was your experience translating that in, in, into, into this Almond's Right? Um. Well, getting outdoors was 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 interesting for me, and then tying it to all men's right uh, just naturally came out of like um, wanting that for other people, you know, like um, you know the wanting to be outdoors and experience the, experiencing that is undeniable, right? You can't. Um, I haven't figured out why it's like that. I haven't figured out why there aren't more people of color outdoors yet, you know. Um, um, but it's but it's undeniable. When I show up back to the hood from the woods, they 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 see my you know like people people in my neighborhood that know me see me in my pack, and they're always wondering. You can see the joy when I tell them, and they always say, "Take me with you," you know. So like there's a real need to like get outdoors, especially like for the hood, you know, I, I believe there's such a thing as hood trauma, you know, and, and, uh, in the door in the outdoors is a good cure for that, or at least, or at least like showing you what's something different, you know? And so getting for me outdoors and, and what's the journey for me, you know, like I, I, it was a little bit easier because I was an adult, already you know and i didn't have to like to like nag a parent you know already a struggling parent to like get me outdoors or anything of the sort you know i i I had income and i had i could make my own decisions and go where i wanted but but i immediately uh recognized that like if it were me 10 years ago how difficult that would be and and i you know and i often wonder why why that would why that was why that's the case and 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 I think with all men's right I think 
that I really want to combat that, you know, like um, show that people come from the city and enjoy the outdoors or, or, or that they're, that, that it's a longing that everyone has and, and, and we plan on like getting more people, like just make, making a dent and getting more people out there for that, yeah. you know? I think shining a light on how, that it is accessible to some degree from the city, but that was hard to figure out, you know, that there is a train and there's a bus and, yeah. you know, not a lot of people have cars in the city <laughs> and, and that makes it harder. Um, to get to a, to a park or to like go upstate, for example, upstate New York, where all the um, trailheads are and everything. So, but we definitely made it work with what we got. We've been like on the, on the subway with our packs, getting up on Penn Station in the crowds <laughs> with our packs and just. It became, it became a lot easier when we went UL, you know, yes. and like. And like we weren't we weren't lugging a, a, a something the size of like another human being yeah. <laughs> um, it was packed i almost got stuck like between two people and i couldn't move forward it's pretty scary but um but yeah it's it's easier for us now as adults but i think it's harder for um probably like younger folks in the city to like get that access yeah and and, and then like as you know I was fortunate because, right, because like I grew up in the countryside. I was born in the countryside, grew up in the countryside back home in the Dominican Republic. And like, you know, I told you earlier, I ran around the woods and I did all of that. And like, I already pooped in the woods. Like I got that out the way. <laughs> you know, I already slept out there, already pooped out there. Like that was demystified for me. So like that, that, that hurdle was done with, <laughs> you know? And so like getting outdoors, just like getting them, uh, you know, the fear out of the way, it, it then became about acquiring gear, you know, and and I think that's, that also drove me to make my own because it was cheaper. So I think this kind of ties into what you just said, but what do you think is one of the largest barriers to getting more people into the outdoors in general? Do you think it's the cost of gear or? I don't know. Um, I think, okay, so, even knowledge that there are trails, it, let's assume that's already there, right? Because that's a huge one. Um, I had no idea what a blaze even looked like, like till two years ago, you know, like, um, so getting, you know, let's assume that people know that there is such a thing, you know, that there's trails that you could access and you could walk on, you know, and there's plenty of education there. So that's out of the way. I think a, a big hurdle would be transportation. Um, living in the city yeah at least for the for you know people inner city folks you know mm -hmm. um would be transportation um and yeah the the cost of gear is mm -hmm. sometimes like insurmountable because like anything worth carrying tent wise is like upwards of 200 dollars. you know mm -hmm. everything else is just like a condensation bucket you know <laughs> so, yeah. absolutely are there, who are people that you, that inspire you, that you think are making a really big change in terms of um, diversity in the outdoors and just getting people more understanding, more knowledge, uh, and more comfortable in the outdoors? Are there people that you look to or people that, that you would encourage other people to look to? Yeah, um, there's organizations um, that take kids outdoors, which I think is, it's amazing. Um, 
uh, outdoor afro afro is one of them uh hoods to woods is another one that they're um i know outdoor afro is a little bigger it has chapters um but hoods to woods is here in new york and they take kids uh snowboarding which i think is amazing you know um mm -hmm. what about you no <laughs> yeah same ones um some linked on our website because we'd like to look up to them and you know cheer them on and hopefully give back uh as well um to diversify and protect outdoors you know we're small but we're gonna do what we can to help um others that already do the work um uh, really and that are really good at it um and then also try to evolve ourselves and do our part too to educate and bring awareness and uh encourage people to get outdoors i think for sure. I know that's a, definitely one thing that stuck out to me about y'all and what you're doing is not only are you making backpacking gear, but uh, you're advocating for others, uh, people like yourself and people not like yourself. And I think that is really inspiring. And something that definitely caught our attention is you're socially aware. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, trying to just do the small advocacies um to fight and blaze the trail for hopefully the future generation um i think that's really important and what you're doing and very inspiring thank you thank you i you know it, it we wouldn't do what we were doing if we weren't allowed to do that you know i think that's that's huge to be able to do that it's you know we started with the very intention of doing that even you know it's it's as important as anything else, I, I would say. Yeah. You know? uh, plus, we're probably just playing the long con and creating future customers, you know? <laughs> Kidding. Um. <laughs> thanks Thanks for sharing your experiences, though. We asked you some, some fun questions there, and uh, we appreciate you being willing to share those with us and for people watching. So thank you for that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Kidding me? So next. So as this is airing, it's going to be the week of Christmas. Um, and we wanted to highlight you guys a lot because you, the companies that we service mean the world to us, but also it's a holiday week. And the corny name that I titled this was Holiday Cheer Week. So it, to follow up with the, <laughs> the, the atrocity that is that name, we have to ask you some super fun holiday questions. So for people okay. that are watching and listening, these are totally um well not random we, we selected them but livio and jennifer haven't heard these yet so because we wanted to get your natural organic reaction to these so are you ready for some fun holiday questions only if you make it a lightning round absolutely you you've listened to the podcast before didn't you <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's do we'll have both of you answer so um i'll go through the first questions avery's going to go through the second set of questions and then both mm -hmm. Olivia and jennifer you guys can answer these questions um, so after I ask them, you can answer them both at the same time or one after another. Cool. Okay. You go first. All right. Okay. First things first, actually, how do you celebrate your holiday? Is it, uh, where is it? Is it Christmas? What do you, what does your season look like right now? Oh, sure. Nothing. Well, we're just alone at home, COVID restricted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, normally we would travel. Like last year we went to New Orleans because that's where Livio's family's at. Mm -hmm. And, and the year before that, we went to Sweden where, to see my family. Uh, but this year, <laughs> we're, make, we're making gear. We're making gear, and then we're going upstate to the Catskills. Yeah. Beautiful. That's awesome. Okay. We'll, we'll do some day hikes to, you know. 
Love it. All right. So here are the rapid fire questions. Real tree or fake tree? Real tree. Real tree all day. He's talking about the camel, by the way. Oh. What? Oh, I, that's so funny. I understood. My mind right away went to like real tree camel. So you can see where my mind is at. <laughs> you know, that's a flip on the question i haven't heard yeah no i meant christmas tree but i uh i appreciate your your response to the question nonetheless for new more points yeah that's a point yeah. all right uh camo tree <laughs> surprise gifts or buy your own gifts surprise all the time surprise but i'm really bad at surprises i will totally yeah tell. And, I'm, and i'm good at surprising so we work out yeah. that's perfect uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> coffee or hot cocoa? Coffee. 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 <laughs> Slippers or socks? Slippers. I'm barefoot all the time. I'm stronger than me. Uh, white lights or multicolored lights? Lights. lights yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I like it simple. I mean, I like the multi lights, but. Like clear lights is more like yeah. clean. Yeah. <laughs> clean. <laughs> I, like like, I was like, how do I describe that? You could win like a couple's thing, you realize? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no men or elves? Elves. What was the first one? Snowmen? Snowmen. Yeah, snowmen. Snowmen. Or elves? Elves. Elves. Then they can do your some sewing for you. <laughs> for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Rudolph or Blitzen? Blitzen. Rudolph. Rudolph Blitzen sounds like Wolf Blitzen. <laughs> so you need one. You need Blitzen one for sure. Blitzen is such a cool name. Are you kidding me? Exactly what I said. Carter asked me all these questions earlier, and I was like, honestly, hot take. Blitzen's way cooler than Rudolph anyway. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you. Uh, like, how would how do you imagine Blitzen's personality to be? He's like suave, very uh, like I'm going with a like a jock style, but maybe more intelligent. Or what does know. he drive? I was gonna say ADHD and erratic. So <laughs> <laughs> like Blitzen has had way too say- much, like way too many spike coffees, and he's like, yeah. That's where I'm at. <laughs> See, Blitzen has slapped every one of his mom's friends. <laughs> he ran around the living room a lot as a child. <laughs> He's in timeout forever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I have the second set of questions, and I just want to say that I love this, and I feel like it's uh, like the what's the game show where the like engaged people come on and the married people, and it's like you ask the questions and see if they answer the same. <laughs> Um. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the messier, the clean one? <laughs> clean. Yeah. Clean. That's an easy one. Okay. So, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, I think mine is before Christmas. I don't have one. Tim Burton. You know. I don't have one, but Sweden has a tradition of watching the um. What is it? Donald Duck's. Christmas special. Yeah, that's become my favorite actually. It's not a movie, but it's like um uh uh like a group of just uh clips and, and little short films from like Disney. Yeah, that's yeah. every that year one. at three yeah, every year at three PM everyone sits in front of the TV in Sweden and watches 
Yeah. On Christmas Eve. Yeah, I grew to love that. I love that. That's a great memory. That is a good memory. Yeah, that's a good one. It's always the same thing. Always the same thing. So it's nothing new, really, but you still watch it. <laughs> I mean, I forgot what I ate for dinner last night. So I think I would need to rewatch a movie every year. I like it. <laughs> Are you an ugly yeah. Christmas sweater person? No. It depends how cool it is, right? Because, like, there was one. <laughs> Some ugly sweaters are pretty cool. Yeah. So no, probably not. <laughs> I don't own any, so every time in my job and there's an ugly Christmas sweater theme, I always have to go out and buy one, and it's always a little annoying because like, it, it becomes a thing, you know? have to go find one. I don't have one. Well, I don't know. I'm always down for dressing up. That's the thing. So, Halloween is definitely up there for me, <laughs> holiday-wise. So Halloween is ranks over Christmas for you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, kind of going into Halloween, do you have a favorite holiday food that you like to eat this time of year? Yeah, Swedish food. <laughs> you have no idea. They they have like the, I, I want to say funnest food. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say like Swedish meatballs. Uh, we we uh, make it in the gravy, like when you fry the meatballs, like all of that oil and that with the onion, you know, and then you make the gravy in the same pan and then you toss the meatballs in there. That's my favorite. That sounds yeah, so. amazing. I'm in. I'll be there. <laughs> it's great. Um, do you have a most memorable gift that you've either given or received? Yeah. For sure. Um, I got like an UGQ quilt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one holiday, and I was like, this thing's amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. It's like 10 degrees, and like, I love it so much. I take it out in like 50 degree weather. I don't care. I'll, I'll bake in it. It's just like the best thing ever. I think my favorite gift was uh, when I was younger, I got my first cell phone, like the flip phone, Samsung. And, but that was like my only gift. That and like maybe a pair of socks because that was my parents were like you're getting you're getting a cell phone is all you're gonna get but that was that was that was I was so happy I was maybe you know I mean you know first phone you're like I don't know how old I was maybe like 14. If you gonna text anyone? Was this when phones were before color they were just black and white? Yes 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 like because I'm I'm old guys well, I'm, I'm an 80s child so like when I got my first flip phone before that what was it like the Nokia and you were paying snake you know <laughs> like, did your friends have one too uh probably I feel like I was always like the last person in the group <laughs> well I mean it sucks for the first person though because like a cell phone and no friends to text so that's true that's whoever true. last 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 Texting took too long anyway, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then last question. Um, do you guys have any plans to work in any ripstop in your future um, upcoming wedding? Mm. Make, oh, I know we talked about on, on, uh, on Instagram about <laughs> making a uh, snow camo wedding dress. 
we're kidding ourselves for thinking that like we're probably not gonna get married on, on like on a mountain so like of course we're gonna have grip rip style gear like <laughs> with us and it's just gonna be regular backpacking gear. <laughs> oh i did well, see uh on instagram the other day there's a fashion designer and she just made a whole dress out of hex cam ripstop and it is killer Ooh. it would make amazing dresses or bridesmaids dresses but yeah i mean we were just wondering because we saw we were excited that y'all got engaged and um there's a lot of younger people like carter just got married um and he actually used a custom printed banner to propose to his um oh, now awesome. wife so we were just like maybe wondering if you've had like a dyneema bow tie that you're gonna make for yourself or like a corsage i don't know <laughs> Definitely giving us some good ideas right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And just can, like can, uh, point, point 0.5 DCF uh, uh, bail. <laughs> and congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Lucky one, I guess. Well, awesome. because. It was that was a tough hike up on uh we climbed my Marcy uh when he proposed and there was definitely like several times where I just wanted to turn back and he was like we can't turn back because I don't know. have a backup plan. I didn't have a backup plan. I don't know what gonna do. It. This is probably you imagine how romantic it would have been to do it like in a in a, in a dingy lean to parking lot, you know, just like at the trailhead. Yeah. <laughs> Marry me, chipmunk, you be the witness. <laughs> So this is a uh, par partially selfish, but I think a lot of other people would be interested in this. Where are some of the best places to go hike up in New York, whether it's the, the Catskills, particular hikes, anything? I've never been to upstate New York, definitely on the bucket list, but where uh, where would you recommend? Well, I mean, the Adirondacks are just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, it's like a fairy forest. Just, mm -hmm. Everything is like um, grown in moss and... It's just a really cool landscape, you know. A lot of it is 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 high, like high up there too. At least for like New York, because like yeah. our highest point is like Denver, like forty six uh, mountains that you can uh, uh, hike. So it's a pretty cool place. Besides that, if you, it's something near um, the city, we we always go to the Harriman State Park, which is like an hour on the train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love a love, you gotta love a local park. Yeah. yeah. I was actually gonna say I threw hiked the AT uh, southbound, and I wasn't not looking forward to walking through New York. I just didn't know what to expect, and when I did, I was like, "What?" I was seriously blown blown away. I didn't think that New York hiking through New York would be that pretty. And one of the things I was thinking about um, this morning and talking to you guys, I was like, "That was one of my favorite places, was Harriman State Park. Uh, it's just beautiful." So yeah. If people are listening; they can get out there. So. Yeah, Harriman is like a it's it's like a little wonder park because there's a lot of everything. You know, like you see as lakes, towers, rivers, everything going through like. Bears. Oh yeah, <laughs> tons of bears. I mean, you did the AT, so you know you must have definitely known about Harriman problem there, like around around fingerboard, right? Yes, I think that bear has um, made its legacy <laughs> on the AT yeah, and at the famous. fingerboard shelter. I definitely remember that. So, shout out to the bear traumatizing people in here he has no idea there's four people talking about him right now yeah. <laughs> how funny the life is 
Well, Livio, Jennifer, you all are epic. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been super fun, and I think everyone else is going to enjoy this just as much as we have. Um, congratulations again on your engagement, on your thousand followers, on all the work that you do. Um, you do incredible work, and, and we will continue to follow you. You're you're now in the in the Ripstop family, um, so we're we're here. We're going to talk to you again, um, but reach out to us and. Uh, that's all I have. Yeah, we're just so grateful that we could talk to you guys and hear more about what you're doing. And I know that a lot of people are going to be looking forward to listening to this and to learning more about you um, and to just share more color on almonds rights and what you guys are up to. So we just really want to thank you. And thank we're you. like your biggest cheerleaders. I'm always like, genius. And did you just see what they posted? It's so cool. So oh, really? <laughs> we love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are super kind, super yeah. kind to us and awesome for like, e even like wanting to get our story out, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that so much. Thank you. We really, really appreciate it. Making, feel, making us feel real special, making our day right now. I'm here. It's just me. <laughs> well, you are. Don't, don't, show, don't sell yourself short. You guys are special. Um, thanks for joining us today. Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> Talk soon. Bye. We created Ripstop by the Roll to fuel the DIY revolution and serve the maker community that supports it. Through world-class service, innovative products, and cutting-edge capabilities, it is our promise to always put the success and satisfaction of our fellow makers, aka our customers, above all else. We're here for you. If you need anything, don't hesitate to ask. Now let us make.